Oh, here we come again. We're doing another one. It's a podcast, a cruising podcast. You guys know what time it is. You guys know what the deal is. You guys know why we're all here, okay? Talking about some cruising, talking about some other stuff, but let's do it. So today, what we're going to cover is, you know, I want to, I'm still in a recap mode. So I want to rank and just briefly do a synopsis of what the best to worst cruises I was on this past year, 2022. We will talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, alternative fuel solutions in certain ports. We'll talk about a cruise ship that had some fungus on it and was denied entry into a port in Australia. We'll talk about my remaining cruise overall bucket list. We have a nice surprise, a cameo from the world-famous Emma Cruises and New Orleans, Louisiana, all that, as well as your emails. What do you say we start the show? Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have As we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show coming to you not quite live from Boca Raton, Florida, South Florida, the Cape Compound, Palm Beach County, USA. Not a bad place to be right now. We did have a little bit of, I would say, right around the, uh, I don't know, right around Christmas, a little couple days after Christmas, it got a little chilly. I mean... We were like, are we going to get a winter here? This is almost winter. You know what I mean? We were in the in the 40s, which is unheard of. But we've bounced back. We're pushing 80 again. The beach is packed, and we're doing our thing in January. And uh, I'll tell you what. I suggest you come down here for a visit. Here's also what I suggest you do. If you're looking to be a part of a cruise community, a cruise community that seems like it's growing, join us on Facebook. It's the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook, and you just pop right in. You have to check in first. I give you the uh, proverbial keys, the entry. I part the velvet ropes for you. You will be approved. You come in. You don't start any trouble. Yeah, we do like to have some fun. We do like to answer, ask each other questions. We do like to kind of, um, you know, just 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 chill just like you know if there's ball breaking if there's picture sharing if there's you know corrections made all that type of stuff we just do it in the lounge and we have a good time with it this is the always be both cruise podcast if you are one of the people who seem to be finding the show as of late please hang in there it's an acquired taste some people like it right away a lot of people you know what it takes a little while and you know what? The things that upset you and piss you off about the show in the beginning, a lot of times they end up becoming the things that endear you to the show. Again, we use the word acquired taste. Let's hang around. Let's acquire the taste. Well, that's all we'll talk about for right now. Just do the Instagram too. Check out Always Be Booked on Instagram. 
I want to get right into the show, though. Uh, what I wanted to do at the beginning, you know, we did some reflection and we talked about the, uh, I guess, the years past and some of the Patreon shows. And we've talked about some of the years past stuff that went on and some of the previous shows. We did some recap. We did some, uh, I guess, uh, what would you say, reviewing of the cruise ship and the ports of call. I want to talk about, in very brief terms... The six overall cruises that I've taken, and I want to rank them because to me it's pretty clear. I could tell you one through six, which are the ones I liked best to least. I'll say we broke a couple of records here. Uh, the One of the records we broke was the worst cruise I've ever gone on. Again, take a step back, okay? No, I really stand up. Take a step back. I want to really verify to this day, till this day, I can't say that I've ever been on a bad cruise. Every single cruise I've been on has been a net positive. But if you're grading on a curve, someone's got to come in last. And for a long time, my worst ever cruise was the Carnival Sunshine in 2016, I believe it was, out of Orlando. It was just a rough cruise all around, just in general, just from start. Got off to a bad start, right? Ended up having a great time on the cruise. But again, when you stack it up against every other cruise that I've been on, up until now, it had been last. This past year, we broke that record. And I'm not going to tell you which was the last one yet. Maybe some of you who listen to the show might be able to figure it out already. But let's go through number one through number six. Number one is a fairly easy call. I'll have to say uh, the group cruise... That we did in October on Allure of the Seas was a rousing success. Uh, we had a nice group on board that cruise ship, uh, made some new friends, met some people that I had been wanting to meet for a while. In, in, you know, cruise content creator uh, Tony from Lalita Loca, John Clayco from uh, the Ship Show. Uh, we had the usual suspects as far as Debbie and Sandy, and I'm not going to name everybody on this. Scott, what Scott did on that cruise was just you know he did a very very um, uh, a very selfless thing for me on that cruise, a, a beautiful moving tribute to my departed friend Joe. And there was just so much going on. You know, we met Leah, Carol came on board, Deb always crushes it. You know, it was just a, a really, really, really good time. And you know what? It didn't disappoint. It was like the, I can't, see, I wouldn't put it exactly on par with the first group cruise. I can't say it was on that level because, you know, what's the purpose of a group cruise is to have a huge turnout. We did have some people fall off. You know what I mean? By the way, I, I neglected to mention Scott's lovely wife, Kara, on the cruise. And uh, it was just, I just, I guess, again, I didn't want to get into naming everybody. That's why I didn't want to just get into naming everybody because it is what it is. And I knew it, at some point somebody would, you know, not get mentioned. But I think we got everybody or, or most mostly everybody. But the first one we did back in 2020, you know, you want those numbers when you're doing a group cruise. You want a good amount of people on the ship. This one, we did not market it properly. We definitely were more focused on, you know, my employment and my day to day. I was very, very busy for a long time and we didn't really get a push as far as just always be booked in general. So the group cruise was collateral damage of that. And I was kind of worried. I'm not going to lie. And if you were on that group cruise and, uh, you know, you didn't, you, you may not have known this, but I, w I was disappointed. And, you know, I knew I was going to have a good time, but I was disappointed in the turnout because not only did it, it wasn't, it wasn't 
highly attended or booked in the first place and we did have some cancellations late breaking cancellations so yeah that bummed me out the initial thing where it wasn't like highly booked i was okay with that because i knew why that happened but the last minute cancellations kind of threw me off and i got a little discouraged about that but oh boy whatever was discouraging about that there was a whole new breath of life breathed, uh, breathed into the cruise when tony and john clayco uh, both surprised me at the pre-cruise dinner down at Bo, uh, Bo's on the Beach the night before the cruise. It was amazing. We just had so much fun. There was so there was there was like a, a different every day, the nightclub, the jazz lounge, the bar crawl, the dinners, the everything. It just was amazing all day. We were having fun in the pool. We were having fun in the hot tubs. It just didn't stop. And, uh, you know, the late night, the late night pizzas, just a really, really cool bonding session. We got the group uh, chat that still exists as a part of that. And I got to tell you, it was just an amazing, amazing time. We're going to go with number two. Ready for cruise number two? Again, these are all easy calls. There was one area where I got stumped, and that's not this one. It's the next two. But the next best cruise, which was one of the best cruises I've had all time. One of my favorite cruises ever was on the Carnival Celebration. And me and JP went on this Carnival Celebration and, you know, late breaking news, Doug booked, Doug from Cruise Radio booked, and we had a blast. We had a blast with the staff. We had a blast at all the different venues. You know, I went into that sailing very very excited with very very high hopes because it was a brand new cruise ship it was my return to carnival after almost or maybe even more than three years and you know what are you going to do what, do you, what kind of cruise do you think you're going to have when you're on the carnival celebration i told you what my reservations were it was the same reservations that i had with the carnival horizon but whatever i guess with carnival horizon was lacking this cruise ship now while it wasn't without fault completely it wasn't a flawless cruise ship. It wasn't a flawless cruise experience overall. It was one hell of a cruise, and we just had a great time day after day. The ports of call at this one were phenomenal. I mean, with, anytime you get to go to St. Thomas, San Juan, uh, you know, Grand Turk, and Puerto Plata, we went to Amber Cove for the first time. It was amazing. We had some great food, great drinks, and that that's what I'll say about Carnival Celebration, just as much of a party as it is, as much of a, a, a venue-rich cruise ship as it is, the food experience on that ship is not even close to being touched by any other ship that I've ever been on. Uh, even the very next one, which really it was no slouch when it comes to food itself, Virgin Voyages Scarlet Lady. This was uh, number three. Uh, me and my buddy Stu went on this cruise ship, and it was a five-dayer. It was a simple cruise to Key West and uh, uh, Bimini, and I really liked this cruise ship. It was an outlier cruise experience because Virgin Voyages is doing so many things that are different, that are you know testing the waters there. Anytime you have somebody in the industry, in any industry, that's not afraid to go against the grain to try to change the mold, and that's what Virgin Voyages did. And yes, the food, the Carnival Celebration is, yes, and it is by far the best culinary experience that I've ever had and is not a close second. There is a second, though. 
closer than not, and that is Virgin Voyages because there's seven, eight different restaurants on that ship. No main dining room. Everything, you know, kind of coming out like hot and fresh from a kitchen. I don't know if it's made to order, but at least it's uh, it seems a little bit more made to order. The galley scenario where you you know there's no buffet but you can choose from any of seven or eight different types of theme restaurants grab and go sushi i mean wait where is that even a thing where you could just grab boxes of sushi and take eight of them to your room now nobody i don't think a lot of people did that i didn't do that but it was there for you to do it. If you were just, I found myself one day just waiting for Stu because Stu wasn't ready yet. I just walked to the back of the ship. I didn't have a big dinner, so I just grabbed some sushi, went to the back of the ship, and there was a full moon, and I was like, man, this is a moment here. This is, as the kids would say, a vibe. The nightclub was phenomenal. The nightclub felt like a real deal nightclub. The music and DJs on board were all amazing, and just the the, the whole the whole experience was great on Virgin Voyages, and yeah, I'll put that up there as you know, if if I gotta put a Mendoza line right in the halfway mark between any cruise I've ever been on, I have zero doubt that Virgin Voyages is in the upper half, no question about it. Norwegian Gem, the first cruise of the year. This was a nine or ten day cruise, I believe it was. Uh, five ports of call solo cruise out of new york that's right i did a solo cruise this was a risky one right you're going away for nine ten days by yourself and i gotta say the first couple of days i was a little uh sketchy i was wondering if i had made the right decision but a couple of days in you know i kind of got my bearings around me i feel like the gym helped me out a little bit the beautiful once we got into that warm weather that helped me out a little bit and then i started meeting people walking around the ship and again i told you i'm not the best solo cruiser i did some content around solo cruising not as saying that i am an expert but i was an observer and i was a solo cruiser and i was able to basically kind of what would you say uh analyze the solo cruise experience and i was so happy for having done so and this solo cruise was was a good time you know what I mean? It was a very, very good time. And uh, I got out to a port that I hadn't been to in Antigua. I got back on the Norwegian Gem, a ship that I hadn't been on in a long time. And yeah, we had a nice, fun bar crawl. Met Ryan Q on the cruise. Met some other cool people. And, you know, it wasn't a, a mile a minute. It wasn't an action-packed, fun-around-every-corner cruise. But for the most part, for what I was expecting and what it looked like it was going to be in the beginning, I walked away from that really getting some good research done and feeling like it was a worthwhile cruise. Now, next, this is number five on the list. Are you, are you getting closer to figuring out which was the worst? MSC Meraviglia. Okay, MSC Meraviglia. Now, this was an outlier as well. I had never done, uh, besides Virgin Voyages, a non-Big 3 cruise. And uh, I knew this was going to be a beautiful ship. Um, you know, this was a relaxing cruise. I did have some areas where I had some drinks. I could tell you right now that I didn't go all out. Uh, it was four days, so it wasn't too long. I did kind of float around the ship and then just, I just really enjoyed what the ship had to offer. I enjoyed the dinners that we had on board the cruise ship. Uh, I enjoyed a few of the people that I did met that I did meet. I can honestly say I did not get my hands too dirty into the overall experience. Uh, I did enjoy Ocean K 
um, wildlife, marine life reserve, whatever they call it. It was a cool place to be. And just, again, I was very, very happy to be on this cruise ship because it gave me an opportunity to see what I still think. If you're going to just, well, I still can't say if it's the, at, at the time I was on it. At the time I was on it, yes, I will call it the best cruise ship I had ever been on. But then I was on the Carnival Celebration. And again, I'm not talking about the best cruise. I'm talking about the best piece of hardware. And I'm still kind of teetering back and forth of which I prefer, the Meraviglia or the Celebration. Because I can tell you the Meraviglia was definitely a nicer, more spread out, more palatial experience it was just if you're looking for just the beauty uh, and and i guess you know an upscale type looking a, a regal feeling cruise ship with just a, a class to it and a grace to it that was the msc meraviglia but if you're talking about a, a cruise ship that is similar in size and you want to go top to bottom and stack it with stuff to do and activities and, and, and fun and options for you to eat at, options for you to play at, uh, attractions like, you know, there's a freaking roller coaster on the ship. And it's for real. It's a real roller coaster. So uh, MSC Meraviglia was my fifth favorite cruise of the year. And pulling in the rear, uh, a great cruise. Well, let's kind of call it a great cruise. Let's call it a good cruise because they've all been good so far. The Explorer of the Seas. You're talking about the basic of basic when it comes to cruise ships, which is not bad. Adventure of the Seas was not that uh, different than Explorer of the Seas. But Adventure of the Seas, which was the venue for our first Pirates and Pier Runners group cruise, when you got 25 people on that cruise ship that are with you and you're having a blast and you purposely picked that cruise ship because there's not a lot of bells and whistles so as to create an environment where you're forced to interact with your fellow uh, cruisers, that's exactly what, it, what we did do. And for my money, it worked like a charm. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. I think it was a great move and I stand by the move. But when you're solo cruising and you're on an explorer of the seas cruise ship, a Royal Caribbean type ship that, you know, let's be honest, everything from, uh, you know, Voyager class up until Freedom class, even some aspects of the Oasis class, you're looking at a little bit of a cookie cutter scenario. Of course, I know Oasis class ships are through the roof and far beyond that, but that's even more the reason why the last Royal Caribbean ship I had done was Allure of the Seas. So you're going for Allure of the Seas, this monstrosity, structural wonder with, you know, a few of your f funnest cruise buddies to Explorer of the Seas, the basic of the basic, completely solo. Just And that's the problem, too. Those cruises were less than two weeks apart from each other, if I'm not mistaken. Right around, yeah, right around maybe a little less than two weeks. And, you know, so that's, let's just say that too. Allure of the Seas, that's a tough act to follow for Explorer. And uh, that, and throw in the fact that the Wi-Fi absolutely shit the bed the entire time. Because I was expecting to not have the biggest, funnest cruise. But I was expecting to be able to get a bunch of work done. And maybe kind of have this be like a research cruise, kind of life at sea. The, the theme of that cruise was cruise culture. Just embrace cruise culture. And yeah, like I said on the podcast after Explorer of the Seas, I still was sad. Still on day five or six, I was still sad that I was getting off the cruise ship the next day. 
even though maybe during the cruise I was a little frustrated with the internet, I was a little bored at times, there was a little bit of rough weather that we had, Coco Cay was not the same, just kind of like, you know, floating around by yourself, uh, but it was still an enjoyable cruise, and uh, is what it is, so that's where we are with the recap, cruises one through six of 2022. All right, so let's move it over and let's talk about Spain. Let's talk about the port of Valencia in Spain because they're carrying out the first hydrogen tests for their fueling station. Now, the National Hydrogen Center, along with technicians from the port, they're going to carry out these tests and the next steps for them is going to be to see how things work on some port machinery and some prototypes that are currently in the works at the facility now. As governments and private companies across the planet are trying to find new ways to lessen their carbon footprint, this is the first phase of what will ideally lead to an increased reliance on hydrogen, that's right, hydrogen, across most machinery at the port in Valencia, Spain. Now, the two vehicles, what they're going to do is start this whole process by testing two vehicles, and the two vehicles that will be tested uh, with the fuel source will be a prototype of what is called the reach stacker and that's a piece of machinery that brings the containers to the vessels and then helps stack them as well as the current conventional 4x4 tractor unit and that also assists with the loading and unloading of these containers. As I said before, this is the very first stages in a plan that's looking to make the port completely emissions neutral by 2030. Now, there's a total of over 4 million euros that are being invested into this project. And what it did was send me down this rabbit hole. So I was figuring out, so, you know, now we're talking about hydrogen. Uh, a few, not, not long ago, everybody was celebrating the LNG situation. Now, it, it's a little dicey. It's a little dicey because, you know, CLIA and the cruise lines, they've put a lot of money into this LNG, liquefied natural, natural gas fuel source that's fueling a lot of the newer cruise ships but there are a lot of people that are going to tell you that uh, they're going to question environmentalists will question whether or not that lng is even a good solution to this whole thing so what we do know while it does emit up to 40 percent less carbon than coal or oil or diesel or how they're you know fueling the cruise ships now some experts are going to tell you that that's not enough to avert a climate disaster within a few years, but also the fact that the greenhouse gas methane is produced by all natural gas, including LNG. And when it leaks into the atmosphere, it has a warming effect of 80 to 90% more than carbon, than CO2, if you measured it over a 20-year period. So that's kind of, I guess, what we do here at the Always Be Booked podcast. I don't know at this point. I know Clea knows about these claims. Clea is still defending against these claims, saying that these are antiquated ways to look at it, that either way you look at it, it may not be the perfect solution, but it's still a better solution than what we have going on right now. And uh, they're, they're, standing, they're standing firm. But what I will say is maybe this hydrogen situation or maybe there's even other solutions. People are talking about animal or even human waste at some point becoming what fuels these ships. There's a lot on the board in the future. And again, like I said, they're trying to by 2030, at least this port of call in Valencia is trying to be completely carbon neutral. But yeah. I don't have the full answer. And I guess it's still a little bit up in the air as to whether or not LNG is the, f 
I guess, permanent or final long-term solution? Is it going to be hydrogen or will it be something else? All right, let's move it over to the Big Easy. That's right, Carnival Liberty is moving to New Orleans. She's going to replace the Carnival Glory, which had been there for a while. And this is starting in May 2024. I know it's a long way away, but anytime a story comes across that's involving Carnival and or New Orleans going to spark my interest so let's talk about it a little bit so these cruises in may 2024 they're going to leave on sundays and they're going to do western caribbean itineraries to cozumel costa maya belize montego bay jamaica uh grand cayman just any combination of those as well as they're going to alternate that with bahama and eastern caribbean runs to freeport and nassau there's also going to be a 14 night journeys cruise and that's going to be in december and it's going to do western and southern caribbean runs along with a panama canal partial transit so if you're interested in that, I mean, out of New Orleans, 14 nights doing that whole run, that's probably a good cruise to look at. I do not know numbers yet, but hey, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you're interested in that or any other cruise, I can book them all for you guys. After being replaced, the Carnival Glory is going to head down to Port Canaveral and do uh, Bahamas and Caribbean runs down there. The Carnival Valor will remain in New Orleans and continue to provide a solid carnival presence and a nice little one-two punch that's going to continue to go on down there the valor and the liberty uh i've always told you guys just cruising out of new orleans is on my bucket list at some point i want to do that i want to package together maybe a five night sailing who knows maybe a seven night sailing along with two nights in new orleans the problem is is that you know that's very taxing that's like going out in miami the night before especially if you haven't been to new orleans like i have not i am certainly going to get in uh, some revelry, some enjoyment, some cocktails, and who knows what else if I spend a couple of nights in New Orleans, Louisiana. I hear mixed reviews on it, but it does look fun. Sounds like you do have to manage your expectations from a cleanliness standpoint. I do hear it's a little bit rustic. You do hear it's a little bit down and dirty, but as long as you're ready for that. I also hear there's a lot of clowns. A lot of people look for problems over there too, but again, I'm at that point where, you know, you see that, you avoid it, it's easy. If you, you guys, I don't know what stage you are at in your partying and your drinking and your cruising and your vacationing uh, experience, but, you know, I am at the point right now where it's fairly easy for me to avoid the BS. I used to embrace it when I was a little bit, you know, listen. We all run through these phases and, you know, I'm happy to say I think I'm I think I'm past it. Uh, so yeah, that's a bucket list for me. While I'm on it, let's talk. What else is on my bucket list at this point? Yep, definitely sail out of New Orleans is 100% warning. Obviously, get the couple of days before. I still want to sail to the Southeast Caribbean. Good news is I do have that booked, and that is the 12-night cruise on Carnival Venezia, Venezia out of New York City. And that's going to be in October, just a few short weeks after the upcoming group cruise, which you should be on. By the way, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Inquire. The prices are still really good. I just booked Michelle and Dan today on it. The uh, the rooms are going. So definitely, you want to get on this carnival celebration. This is going to be the best of everything. I mean, we're going to have the biggest crowd. We're going to have the best ship. And we're going to have the best itinerary out of all these group cruises that I've ever done. So I'm really, really hoping that we, you know, listen, I want to have like 50 people. That would be phenomenal. I think I think we could do it. I don't know if we will. I think we're halfway there right now, about close to halfway there. But yeah, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, October 8th. I believe it's seven days on Carnival Celebration. 
to make it happen i also need to get to bermuda that's right at some point i'm gonna do that hopefully soon i don't know maybe this summer i'll that'll be one of my shorty cruises a little quick little run maybe i'll be uh do a couple of days in new york and then i'll sneak out to bermuda maybe a five dayer i gotta do it right bermuda i don't know how it's uh, slipped out of my reach so far but i have to do that quantum class ship from Royal Caribbean is also on my bucket list. Most notably, the Odyssey of the Seas. That's the ship I'd like to be on. Again, I feel like I have a little bit of a knack for knowing and recognizing when I'm going to absolutely love a cruise ship. Uh, you know, it's, 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 is it a self fulfilling prophecy? Possibly. But the Meraviglia, I knew I was going to like that ship. I did not think that I was going to be the best piece of hardware I've ever been on, net, you know, overall. And at this point, it is at least in the running if it's not exactly that. Uh, the Quantum Class, is, you know, I've, I've heard so many people talk so highly of the um, Odyssey of the Seas. And that was a ship that I, when it came out, the layout of that whole ship, the layout of the Playmakers Sports Bar and where everything was, I want to be on this. Now, I think, you know, Royal Caribbean, the last two classes of ships that it had, you know, you got to say, there's been a little bit of gimmickry from it. Now, I don't know how Royal Caribbean feels about their, uh, what, what do you call it? The, well, the dive theater. I think that's a success, right? On Oasis class ships. You, the problem is you have to have a ship the size of Oasis class or better. What do you mean better? Well, Icon. You know, they're going to do it there, but they're going to put the dive theater in the front. We'll see. If the dive theater is as elaborate as the ones that are on the back of the ship on the Oasis class of ships. Also, the North Star on Quantum. Is that gimmicky? Is that something that, you know what, we got to do this. We uh, This is a risk we took and it paid off. We want this damn thing on every ship. You know, you don't know. What do you guys think about the North Star? Who's been on the North Star when you've done it? Is it like a really cool thing? Or is it like, you know, just something kind of like that's marketable? That thing is very marketable. Anytime you see a cruise ship, uh, just the rendering or an actual photo of a ship and you're trying to sell it. Hey, you know, you show somebody a picture of any quantum class ship with that giant arm that goes above and looks like a robot and can go from either side of the ship. It's interesting. It's a selling point. It's a selling point for the travel agent to the guest, and it's a selling point for the guest to other potential guests. Yo, you got to check out this cruise ship. Have you ever seen anything like this? No, you haven't. So, but again, where does the gimmick start, stop? Because again, I don't. It, it's a gimmick, but is it an effective gimmick? Is it a functional gimmick, or is it a gimmick gimmick? Uh, and then the last really, I guess, you know, I, yeah, I, yeah, I want to do a Panama Canal transit, but that's not necessarily hardcore on my bucket list. That's a little bit of an outlier. But one thing that I still want to do that is going to be tough, and I understand that, I want to find a way to spend the night in St. Thomas. I want to do an overnight in St. Thomas on a cruise, and I want to basically do my own itinerary, uh, find a St. Thomas cruise that is going, uh, that is paired up with Tortola to where I can miss the ship, spend the night in St. Thomas, and recatch the ship in Tortola. I don't know if it's legal. I don't know if it's frowned upon. I don't know what it is. All I'm telling you is I want to do it. All right, moving on. There was a cruise ship that was forbidden to dock in Australia due to a fungal issue on the ship's hull. That's right. This is a new one for me. Australia's Department of Agriculture, Fisheries, and Forestry. Now, you'd probably know that more as uh, the DAFF. 
These government agencies are funny to me. They, they group their jurisdictions together, like, you know, the ATF, alcohol, tobacco, firearms. It seems like the formula, if you're going to put, you know, government agencies, you know, as far as what they do, you got you to gotta have two of them that kind of make sense together. And then you can have one completely out, complete outlier, right? So you have the DAFF. It's uh, agriculture, forestry, and fish. Alcohol, tobacco, firearms. I feel like I want to come up with one. Can we make one? Uh, what should we do? Let's create the National Bureau of Bridges, Merge Ramps, and Frozen Food. The DAFF was notified that there was a presence of biofowl, another new term uh, for me, on the hull of the Viking Orion, which is described as an accumulation of microorganisms, plants, algae, or small animals. So what had to happen was a few divers had to strap some scrub brushes and Windex to their back. They had to swim to the ship where it was anchored beyond 12 miles from the coast, and they had to scrub the ship back to a safe level. So much of this does not make sense to me, but as usual, I will leave you with more questions than answers from this story. All right, my first question, how in the hell is biofoul detected? We're talking about the hull of the ship. Could there be biofoul on any ship? Or is there a constant, is there a meter? Close, like how, how are we discovering this? How do we know? Uh, number two, what is the cleaning process like and where does the biofoul go? If you're swimming out and then you're scrubbing the hull of the ship, which has to be an absolutely disgusting job. Next time you want to complain about your job, think about if they're going to tell you, all right, today, what are you doing? Well, you know, I don't know. What you're going to do is you're going to get a scuba suit on. You're going to strap some Windex and some scrub brushes to your back. You're going to, we're going to take you out. You're going to jump off the boat and you're going to swim up to a giant cruise ship and you're going to scrub the biofoul. Well, what's biofoul? I don't know. Could be small animals. Scrub them off the side of the ship. I mean, is it? It sounds like, <laughs> sounds like a case of a uh, athlete's ship. Athlete's hull? Is that what it is? Hull rot? Swimmer's ear? I don't know. Um,. While the ship did miss, oh yeah, and the other question, how do you anchor 12 miles from shore? So you're out, it says anchor, maybe that was just stopping, maybe they just used the word anchor, I don't know, but you know, if you're 12 miles from the shore, is there, what are you anchoring? That's got to be several thousand feet, I would imagine. While the ship did miss a couple of stops on its last sailing, the cruise line is working with guests on compensation, and Viking Orion was on schedule to resume its normal itinerary, by yesterday the second all right we're going to take it over to your emails right now we got a few so we got to kind of i guess get moving but first a quick word from our buddy morgan hey cones sorry to interrupt tommy's rambling but i don't have a lot of time and i wanted to ask you about your next cruise we know there are lots of decisions to make such as where do i want to go how can i get the best deal and which cruise line is right for me whether you're traveling solo with friends or your entire family. Always be booked. We'll make sure we find the perfect cruise for you. You can book direct, but remember, cruise line representatives are going to operate in the interest of the cruise line. And don't get me started on those third-party websites. If you are looking for someone who is going to spend the time it takes to ensure that you find the cruise ship, ports of call, and excursions that are right for you, then go to alwaysbebooked.com or email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's face it, 
We are all searching for those moments of pure cruise bliss. And based on your detailed conversation with Tommy, we'll make sure it happens for you over and over again. For the most personal and detailed cruise planning assistance, reach out directly to Tommy and he will make the process as enjoyable as the cruise itself. Whoa, Morgan, don't you think we're exaggerating? Now, Tommy, please let me do my job. My bad. Always be booked. It's a podcast. It's a community. And dare I say, it's a lifestyle. Go to alwaysbebooked.com right now and let's start planning your next adventure at sea. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show, and I welcome them. I urge you to continue to send these emails, whether it's a question, comment, correction, anything you want to talk about. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can absolutely do that. All you got to do is hit me at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Send an email. I will read read it on the air. If I don't know the answer, I'll do the best I possibly can to get that answer for you. Here we go. Hey, Tommy, great Patreon today. Oh, well, let's just do that for a second. Real quick, I have a Patreon, okay? I know some of you don't want to hear about this anymore, but let me just do it quick because I got to eat. $8 a month. If you just spend $8 a month, you can get an extra show every single day of the regular week. Monday through Friday, I do a half hour show or so every day. You go to patreon.com slash always be booked. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. And you get five extra shows a week. What's that show? We call it the Wake Up Show. We talk about where certain cruise ships are on the planet, in what ports are called. We celebrate the fact that they're there. We talk about when the sun is coming up. And if you happen to be on one of those ships, we just enjoy it. We talk about the cruise ships that are sailing across the uh, across the Atlantic. We talk about the cruise news of the day. And we talk about some outlier stuff. A lot of the people who are real fans of the show and what the show a lot of times used to be, where I'd kind of go off on these wild tangents about anything and everything under the sun, whether it's my personal life, whether it's things I'm going through, things I'm doing, we do that for you. And so it's a half hour, five days a week, $8 a month. I don't know what that is. That's less than 18 cents a show or something like that. Don't quote me on that because I'm not so good at math, but whatever it is, it is. T, uh, patreon.com slash always be booked. Uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. Happy New Year. Uh, Merry Christmas, all that other stuff. Feel free. You know, you could always cancel it too. If you don't like it, you could always cancel it. Dear Tommy, I've been on many cruises, but I have never been to Europe, and I am taking a cruise with my family this summer. Are there any tips or tricks or things I need to know that are done differently in Europe than in the Caribbean or Alaska? We're talking about the Enchanted Princess. I'm sorry. We're taking the Enchanted Princess from Athens to Rome. I've only been on Royal Caribbean ships. I'm a Diamond Plus member, but they did not have a cruise that was that long, and we didn't want to change ships. So this is going to be a new experience for the ship also. Thank you for considering and answering my question. Okay, so the tips or tricks from Europe. Uh, I assume you do listen to the show. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm not breaking your chops, Barbara. But yes, no, I do not have any experience whatsoever with Europe. But here's the good news. I do know I'm very well connected within the cruise community. So I was able to get an answer for you because I did get a chance to read this email earlier. And uh, someone came to the rescue. I would like to introduce to you a young lady across the pond by the name of Emma Cruises. Thanks, Tommy, for the question. I love the idea that I would be the kind of resident 
in Europe. Cruise expert. Thank you so much for that. A brilliant question from Barbara. And I think I have a pretty good answer. I've done quite a lot of cruises in Europe. I've also done cruises in Alaska and the Caribbean. And I think probably the biggest difference that you're going to notice is that you can do things by yourself in most of the European ports that you're going to visit. If you want to go on a train, if you want to go on a bus, if you want to use public transport, if you want to walk somewhere, you can do that. You don't have to be as reliant on excursions as I find sometimes you are if you're in Alaska or if you're in the Caribbean. I will say, though, you're probably going to be walking over a lot of streets that are not up to the same kind of standards that you might be used to at home. So make sure you have very, very comfortable shoes. It's very, very important. Make sure you watch where you're going. And I will say, make sure you bring some coins because quite often in the places that you're visiting, I'm not sure which ports you're visiting, but if you're doing Athens to Rome, yeah, places in Greece, places in Italy, if you need to use a public restroom, a public toilet, it normally costs money. So make sure you have a couple of euros. Uh, normally it costs around kind of 50 cents, 50 euro cents to use the bathroom. And it's not worth not having that. So make sure wherever you are, you just have a couple of euros in your bag, wear some comfortable shoes and don't be afraid to do things by yourself. You don't, you really don't need the cruise lines excursions. I usually use the cruise lines website to get some ideas. Then I will go on the direct website, book it myself, walk there, you know, get a taxi, go on the train. I like going on the trains in different countries. And you can save yourself so much money by doing that. I'm sure you'll have a fantastic cruise. And thank you for asking me this question. All right. That was Emma from Emma Cruises. You can find her on YouTube. Just search in Emma Cruises or her website, which has tons of information on it, emmacruises.com. Thank you, Emma. And thank you, Barbara. Uh, hey, Tommy, great Patreon today. I wanted to share that I am on a weight loss journey, although I hate the sound of that. I wouldn't really say it's a New Year's resolution thing as I started on November 26th. If you're any good at math, you realize from there to the end of 2023 is 400 days. My goal is to lose 40 pounds in 400 days or a pound every 10 days. I have already lost seven pounds in a little over a month. I am not a gym person. The thought of going to the gym makes me rather go on a Margaritaville at sea solo. Uh, <laughs> Just been walking and light running two miles every day. In the beginning, it took me the time to run, walk a half mile. Uh, in the beginning, it took me the time to run, walk a half mile than it did to run two miles in high school. Uh, how's that for a wake-up call? But I have made improvements every week. I really have taken the don't get, don't let what you can't do get in the way of what you can do quote as my rallying cry. That is my main goal for 2023 along with obvious family, health, religion, cruise, etc. stuff. Um, and then he has a travel agent question for me, which I will answer. And that is snap. Good for you. Snap. Absolutely. Listen, always be booked. The mantra to always be booked and why we called it always be booked from the beginning is has to do with looking forward to something. That's the theme. If you're looking forward to a cruise, if you're booked on a cruise, you have a reason to be excited. You have a reason to, dare I say, maybe hit the gym and lose a little weight, stay in shape. You know you're going to be doing some eating on the cruise, but because so you know you, you might want to just kind of you know take it upon yourself to be more conscious of your health goals. It sounds like that's what you're doing. You want to lose 40 pounds in 400 days. Snap. That's totally doable i'm not saying it's easy but it's totally doable and you're taking the right mentality towards it you're going little by little and you're not necessarily trying you know what you're also doing snap as a because i'll try to lose 40 pounds but i'll do it i'll, I'll do it in three months 
And yes, I'll do it without a problem. But you know what the problem is? Is that it comes back. The way you're doing it is better because you're setting up a lifestyle change. And yeah, this is a little bit more Patreon talk, but you know what I'm saying. So let me just say congratulations, Snap, and good luck on the rest of your weight loss journey. Hello, Thomas. Excellent podcast, Thomas. I like it. Uh, it's real. It's it's really a highlight to see your new episodes drop. Always enjoy. My wife and I are booked on Norwegian Cruise Line seven-day Hawaiian cruise at the end of January, and we have chosen to fly out one day earlier with the hopes of recovery from a long flight from Indy. Question. We arrive at 6 p.m. Friday, and we have a hotel booked at Waikiki Beach Resort. We have to be out of the room before noon, and the ship embarkation starts at noon. How do we squeeze in the Arizona Memorial prior to the ship uh, departure at 7 p.m.? Thanks, Kyle Clark. Kyle, oh boy, you know I never like to give this answer. I never like this is not what you want to hear. It's not what the cones want to hear. It's not what anybody wants to hear. But I have to go with the mantra of this show, one of the many mantras of this show, and it's we don't lie to each other. So when you ask me that, this may not be the best news, but the truth of the matter is I have no freaking idea. Uh, I don't know the proximity from your hotel at Waikiki Beach to the Arizona Memorial. Uh, it sounds like a great, great tour. I absolutely want to do that as well. One day, hopefully, maybe I add that to the bucket list. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I got to put you on hold. You know what I mean? I'm reading these emails as they come in and I'm kind of cutting and pasting them. And sometimes I do kind of get a little quick little heads up on them. But this one caught me off guard. So what you're going to have to do is, hey, you know what? How about this? Anybody who does have some information to for Kyle, hit me at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com or put it in the lounge on Facebook. Either way, Kyle, are you listening? You ready? I'm going to get you your answer. What I say, if I don't have the answer, I will get the answer for you. All right, moving on. Hey, Tommy, I've been waiting years to write you this email. Dare I say decades? I have to set up the backstory first because it sets the stage for all the other what not and wherefores. I have been with you since the beginning. I do not recall how I learned about ABB. Dare I say it was fate, LOL. I am slightly older than you, but not by much. I have never been on a cruise, nor do I ever aspire to be on the cruise. It's all cringy to me, but I have listened to your podcast from the start. Maybe Doug mentioned you, maybe Sherry, I don't know, but all I know is that I've listened to every single episode. Okay, so let's examine that. I was there listening when I was delighted by you and was concerned for you through every job and life change. I listened rampantly. Uh, there were times when I knew you were lubricated with a few Tito's and sodas and I could hear the podcast going south. I listened through every major life change. I listened through the tough times when you weren't even sure if anyone was listening. I could hear the pain in your voice, the uncertainty in your voice, always trying to ride the fine line so as to not offend anyone. I came to look forward to playing your episode with my phone under my pillow, and your voice was like a friend. There were times when I would get mad at you because I knew you were losing your focus, and you were ready to bail on the podcast. And then you bailed. And I waited and waited. And then post-COVID, you were back. And Tommy, you were back with a laser focus and a new mojo that I knew was going to be your ultimate success. I could hear it in your voice. I could tell with you how finally you brought structure to your show. I am so proud of you 
with what you've done with this podcast. Your last several episodes have been stellar, the most recent one especially, and to hear Doug and Sherry mention you on their episode made it that much more fun for me. I am a long-time St. John visitor, and I lost several hours of sleep listening to whether you were finally going to make it not oh my god i'm sorry tommy you are enormously talented you have a niche that no other cruise podcaster has please stop apologizing in advance to your incredible stories i understood everything you said about jack shack also some of the puerto rico apathy anyway i wanted to mostly reach out to tell you i have mad respect for your tenacity and your content gets better every episode you are the little engine that could and it will leave that part out Again, I am not a cruise enthusiast. I'm a podcast enthusiast, and you are doing it right, separated by all periods each word. I'm a 30-year radio and television producer and anchor, so I know good stuff. Tommy, I feel enormous success for you ahead. Keep doing what you're doing. Stop apologizing. I am so proud of you. Sherry. Holy crap. Sherry. See, these are the types of emails you get. You get get them like these every once in a while, and, you know, if you are – a fan of this podcast, Sherry. If you like this podcast and you want to see it continue to go forward, please understand that you've just done a huge service in continuing this podcast. Because, again, there's no plans on stopping, but a, a, a podcast like this is the, is, is the type of thing that I will draw back on when I do think about you know how things aren't going as well as I'd like them to go. And to hear you say, you know, you know, I think people, I think I do take some of them with a grain of salt like this one. I will because, you know, I'm your cup of tea and I love that. And that means so much to me. I just have to figure out a way to be more people's cup of tea. So again, I know, you know, Sherry, this blew me away. This email blew me away. And I know that you're out there and I, you know, it's a pleasure to be under your pillow uh, whenever I am. And it means a lot to me. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else than right under your pillow. Um, but we got to figure it out. We got to just get it to more people. We got to get it out there. And maybe there is something to what you're saying in that, you know, I wasn't focused for a long time. And I think you can definitely hear that I am focused now. Now it's just a matter of who's going to acquire that taste. And as far as the apology goes, you know, that's all it is. You know, this, you know how many people tell me that? They tell me, Tommy, you are the draw for this show. We listen because of you, your personality. And that is the hardcores. Those are the people who are uh, patriotic in nature in certain ways. But again, we got to figure out a way to be able to mass market this. And yeah, it, it will be to the chagrin of certain people, certain hardcores, certain people like you, Sherry, uh, that, you know, just are happy to hear whatever comes across. But we got to figure it out. And again, Sherry, please just understand that you just absolutely inspired me. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. American English or Portuguese words cannot explain how appreciative I am from an email such as this. All right, moving on. Hey, Tommy, you read my email on your podcast about two months ago. I did decide to move my cruise on the Carnival Celebration. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Your guy friends prepared solo cruise. You did ask one of your lady friends to go as she would be the perfect cruise partner. Okay. This is the one I did preview a little bit. And you're asking me about a situation that involves a, a young lady and whether it's a faux pas or, or, or I guess protocol, what you should do. Now, I read this thing 
And what I decided to do was give a call to my friend. I didn't uh, tell her. She, I, 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 I didn't tell her when I did mention it to her. Um, you remember Hannah? Hannah's been on a bunch of cruises. She's a always be book legend. Let, let's try to give her a call right now. Let's see if she's able to. I mean, it's very late. She does work in the bar business, so it could be. Um, it could, it could, she could answer and she could have some. This is a matter that I'm going to throw to a female. Hold on one second. Let's see. This may or may not work. I don't even know. Stand by. Hello? Hannah. Tommy. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? You sound like you've been better. I've been better. I have a migraine. Oh, you do? You got a headache? I do have a headache. Did I wake you up? No. Good answer. <laughs> Hannah, I, 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 this may or may not be since you have a headache. This may or may not be the best time. But I have a listener email for my podcast, the Always Be Booked podcast. You may have heard of it. Um, yes. Uh, they they have a question, and it's regarding cruising with a young lady that he's not technically involved with. Can I can I throw it your way and get a young lady's advice on this? Yes, I want to hear it. All right, and I'm sorry for interrupting your sleep and your migraine. It's great. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, Tommy, you read my email on your podcast about two months ago. I did decide to move my cruise up on the Carnival Celebration from February 8th. It cost $130 more, but I know I made the right call. An interesting situation has come up, and I can't think of a better person to ask than you. When my guy friends decided not to go, I was fully prepared for my first ever solo cruise. Are you still awake, Hannah? Yes. I did ask one of my lady friends to go, as she uh, could be the perfect cruise partner. She was dying to go, but had to turn it down because she had a boyfriend. Well, he decided to get some from one else, get some from someone else in the grocery store parking lot. Since he oh is no gosh. longer an obstacle, and me being the sympathetic guy that I am, <laughs> right. I am reminded that uh, I rem I reminded her that she could still go on this cruise with me. To my surprise, it looks like she's going to take me up on the offer. It seems like the perfect storm, as she was uh, already going to be in Miami just a few days before the cruise leaves, and it visits her home country. What's the best way to handle the money side of things? Oh boy, I was thinking I'll pay the one hundred and fifty dollars per for taxes. $100 for tips and the pre-cruise hotel that was already booked. I think she already had booked her return flight. Is it fair for me to have her put her credit card on file once on board? I don't mind helping out with that if need be, but I would like to be covered just in case she runs up a big bill. We've always had an open and honest communication with each other. She mentioned uh, wanting to get some ground rules up. <laughs> Oh, boy. She's a veteran cruiser and usually cruises solo, so I shouldn't have any issues about being smothered. The tricky part is the bedroom situation. While we are close... Oh, <laughs> I can already say, like, I'll say one thing. Bubba, this is Bubba. Um, I, I say, Bubba, you, 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 the thought that's going in might be a little bit of the hindrance so far. And that's just my opinion, but we're going to talk to Hannah in a minute because she's a young lady. While we are close, we have never went anywhere and spent the night because she didn't want to give in to temptation. 
Oh, so Bubba is irresistible, huh? She has strict yeah, rules about. Yeah, she likes him too. Yeah, she has. Well, I mean, allegedly, she has strict rules about what's allowed and what's not. Since we aren't in a relationship, I've always respected those and not pushed things, even when I've had the chance. That's one of the reasons she has to choose to hang around me over others. That's one one of the reasons she has chosen to hang around me over others. I'm not sure if my willpower can withhold eight days together. But I also don't want to make things awkward and ruin the cruise and maybe our friendship. Do you have any other tips for rooming with someone that's somewhere between a friend and girlfriend? Bubba, hold on a second. There's a lot to unpack here, isn't there? Yes. All right, so let's go. He's like asking for a way to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah, uh, okay, and I respect that, but... Well, first of all, going backwards, do you have any other tips for rooming with someone that's somewhere between a friend and a girlfriend? Hold on. Like, so the the picture he paints, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that this is not somewhere between a friend and a girlfriend. It's his friend, right? Right. And she's been very strict about the rules that they have. Like, Yeah, so if she's so, so – all right, so going back – the best way to handle the money side of things. I was thinking I'll pay the 150 for taxes, $100. And I mean, yes, it's absolutely fair to have her put her credit card down, right? Yes. Dude, what, 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 first of all, any girl that's expecting you to pay is probably should be more than a friend, right? Well, yeah. And now, the expectation even then shouldn't be there. Right, no expectations whatsoever. Just because you pay does not mean that there's any expectation of anything. But what I'm saying is, from the female standpoint, you know, I I, I wouldn't right. have any expectations that this guy's, you know, he's he's already p- taking care of the cruise, he's already taking care of uh, the incidentals here, and all of a sudden, the whole cruise, all the spending, the booze, everything is supposed to be on you. Well, no, and she's not saying that either. Right. She doesn't sound like she's asking for that, but it sounds like Bubba has it in his mind that that's maybe the gentlemanly thing to do. No, I think Bubba likes her a lot, and he really wants to be with her. Is that what you think? Well, that's what he's saying, and he just doesn't want to ruin the friendship. I think, he doesn't know how to approach it. I think Bubba's just trying to get it in. That's what I'm saying. You said he really likes her, though. I don't know. He may or may like, not really, like her. Like, that was the nice way of saying, like, he oh, wants okay. to get her. Like, he uh, really likes her. Okay. I was trying to be a gentle lady. Always had open and honest communication with each other. She mentioned wanting to set up some ground rules. Uh, she's a veteran cruiser. and used so, that's, so that's a key thing right there. She's telling you she wants to set up some ground rules. Because she's already feeling the freakiness from him. She's already feeling the pressure? Yeah, you set up the ground rules because you know that the other person likes you. So okay. if you're going to go do something, you set up the ground rules to make sure that you guys are still going as friends. You sound... You and sound that just because you're going on a cruise together doesn't mean you're together. You sound really ready to take on the day right now. <laughs> the day took me on. The day, the day, the day, the day won? The day that did not win is winning. <laughs> okay. Monday, Monday won... Had a zero in the third quarter. Yeah, man, but this fourth quarter of warm up. Okay, I got faith in you. We're gonna fix this guy's problem, and then we're gonna basically that's gonna tie it up, or maybe even give you the win. Um, well, I always, think we should just pull the bed out from the ceiling. Well, yeah. <laughs> and or sleep on the balcony. All right. Well, it sounds like this. It, there's no choice of that. 
I've always respected those ground rules and not push things, even when he had the chance. What do you mean? When he, by, what do you think he means by when he said he had the chance? Because he made it, he alluded that she liked him too. Okay, so he's so basically saying maybe this they intention. like flirted or something. Yeah, that's there's what? tension. That's why it's hard for him. But the reason she's chosen to hang out with him over others is the reason is because he he's exercised uh, good willpower. Yeah, but he's not sure he can hold out for eight days. Okay, but that's not really willpower if you're just holding out until the person breaks. That's just patience all right so let's just synopse this real quick because i want to get you back to your advil your water your tv and your your (laughs) your eyelids um what overall advice for this cruise i think we have the whole synopsis here what do you advise for bubba i think that he should go to the singles night on the cruise and i think that they should go together and if they're in the same room they should be in separate beds and if she can get a bed that comes out of the ceiling that would be the best um, possible situation I think that she should put her credit card down so that it's even Stevens and then that way the no expectation is universal because it's not fair to put it all on somebody especially if you're not you know you know like she knows what he wants so she shouldn't take advantage of that Right. And she just got out of a relationship, so he needs to, like, relax. Bring it in. <laughs> okay. So Hannah's taking a little bit of a um, disappointing, <laughs> from the from the gentleman's standpoint, role in this. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. Here's what I think. Uh, Bubba, the truth is Hannah is right. Hannah may not be. <laughs> Hannah may not be right. But what I say is that treat it as though Hannah is right, okay? Because <laughs> the truth is, is that it. I agree with Hannah when she says she probably already feels a little bit of pressure slash tension slash awkwardness. What you got to do, Bubba, is get on this cruise and have it out of your mind that anything is going to happen between you and this young lady. Right. And you just... Have a freaking blast. A blast. Just and you a, never know. Just have a blast. And if she wants to find it, she goes and finds it. Yep. And they could end up on a balcony at night with the mattress, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's been known to happen. But what I'm saying is, is that if you... And again, let's let's talk human nature. If you act like that's the furthest thing from your possible mind... If you act like you're getting on this cruise and this is not even uh, 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 something you're thinking about, we all, uh, Hannah, am I out of line by saying, am I, uh, am I out of line? Sometimes the the, the psychology works in your favor when you take that type of mentality with it. She feels. Not if that's your intent in taking that mentality. No, it's not. But I'm saying that if you truly, I'm telling you, I'm not telling you fake it. I'm telling you, go on that cruise ship and really go on with the understanding and the feeling that you're going to have a great time with your friend. And that's it. Yes. But I'm saying. And then you'll have a great time with your friend. Right. But then sometimes that is, you know, and again, I'm just trying to give some hope here because we see what's at play. Don't do that. Let's not act like this this doesn't happen. Let's not act like. I don't think we should instill hope. Don't instill hope? (laughs) 
<laughs> Not in this situation. You where strict boundaries were late. You ever hear the expression, um, they, you know, there's nothing you could do to win her back. There's only things you could do to drive her further away. That is the case. Right. That's so, this. So just leave it there? Yes. Let it, let whatever happen, happen, and let it happen naturally. If something happens because she's pressured or that's what no, he no, wants no, 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 or whatever, it's just weird. No, I could tell Bubba's a good guy, and Bubba is not I wanting. I think he's a great guy. He's not wanting any of the, um, he's not wanting to put pressure on her. I know that. Bubba no. is just excited about cruising with this girl and being a, a single man in a modern-day society. He's not ruling out the fact that maybe there's some benefits that come along with it, like any good young American man would. But it sounds like she's putting ground rules together. So what I'm saying is there is nothing for you to do to try to, you know, uh, convince her. You can't. It's over. It's finished. It's already out there that she wants ground rules, sleeping arrangements, all that shit. If that's going to be re- if that's going to be reversed at all, it's going to be because on day 4 She's going to realize that she feels so comfortable with you and you have not applied any pressure whatsoever that she gives it the old, you know what, what the hell, on her own uh, recognizance. That's it. And Hannah's, I know Hannah, Hannah's saying, don't even think about that. I got it. But kind of the problem is with guys and this is, you know, it is what it is. I get it. I think that... He just needs to have no expectations. And we so agree. whatever happens, yes. happens. But no expectations. But Bubba, the truth is, like you have to just have no expectations and really have no expectations. You're you going know, man's on, fine. You're going on a cruise. You're going with your friend. You're gonna have seven day eight days of just in the sun, fun, drinks, food, fun everything. Just know that you're gonna enjoy that. That's it. Leave it there. And, and have a great time. And have a great time. And get a bed out of the ceiling, whatever Hannah's saying, right? Yes. yes. That's the best way to cruise is the bed out of the ceiling. That's the best way ever. It is. It is. Um, all right. Well, Hannah, your advice has been invaluable. Hopefully Bubba's uh, okay with that. I mean, he's got no choice. This is your advice, right? It was what he asked. And we, and we agree. We're on the same page. I think me and you are on the same page. Yes. And I think Bubba's a great guy, and I think Bubba's going to have so much fun no matter what. I agree. I agree. Um, all right, Hannah, get to bed. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you, Hannah, for that. All right, let's move on. Thomas, uh, Melissa and I have the Scarlet Lady booked for February 8th. The itinerary is day one, embark, day two, sea day, day three, Key West until 5 p.m., day four, Bimini until 7 p.m. I've just been alerted to the fact that the dining reservations are open. If you are so inclined, the dining reservations are open. If you are so inclined verbally, build us a dining itinerary for the four nights, factoring in the port times and shipboard activities that you experienced. We'd prefer not to miss any of the big parties, so be careful with your timing decisions. Bonus points for throwing in brunch reservations. All right. Love you, brother. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you uh, so much and keep up the good work. Love you, brother. Colin, XO, XO, XO. The offer still stands to fly around with you and ease your mind. Colin is a uh, OG, cone, friend, cruise buddy. 
and uh, Pirates and Pier Runners veteran. And he knows my aversion to flying, and he is a pilot, and he's offering to fly around with me to ease my mind. Uh, we'll see. Maybe one day we'll do that. Colin, I am not prepared to set up the entire itinerary right now. Uh, what I will do is uh, answer you privately, and I will come up with some things for you to do and times and stuff that I think are good based on your uh, not wanting to miss any of the action and your portes. Uh, so we'll do that. But I would say on that cruise ship, I did not do the Italian restaurant. My favorite one was definitely the Mexican. Uh, although I do think the food isn't the best. I do. I did enjoy Gun Bay, which is the uh, uh, Korean barbecue. A lot of fun. Very interactive. They make you do shots. It's a good time. At Gun Bay, and the, the the veggie restaurant is really really good as well. And um, what else is there, Colin? I'm gonna have to get back to you on this. I'm gonna have, I'm, I'm a little I was a little thrown off. You asked me for a pretty specific thing, so what I'm gonna have to do is take some time and uh, report back to you on this. Maybe I'll do it on air on the Thursday conversation. We'll see, but I will again. You see how you are? You 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 want the brunch? reservations thrown in as well i gotta i gotta see it in front of me i gotta see the times i gotta see the venues and i will do this for you i'll map it out i do have jury duty tomorrow but at some point soon i will make sure this happens for you um thomas casabona hot tub etiquette do you does one ask people already in the tub if you can join or do you just go for it daniel roberts daniel you don't ask anybody. You just go for it. This is a public place. You don't, I mean, no. The only thing that keeps you out of the hot tub is if it's too full. If it's going to be, if you're self-conscious about anything getting into the hot tub, if there's six people already there, do you still want to invade and cramp it for them? And at that point, that's your decision to make. Uh, you don't, otherwise, if there's two people that might be trying to be alone, or something like that? No, no. This is not what we do here. This is a, this is a public area on the cruise ship. And sorry, I mean, you guys could do whatever you want. You want to whatever underwater sports you want to take part in. That's on you. Feel free. But you know, I'm not staying out of the hot tub based on you trying to have an intimate moment or a private moment. Uh, Tommy, how's it going? After three long years, finally cruising again, flying in from Montreal to Orlando on the day prior to the cruise. We are arriving in the evening, so we picked a hotel close to the airport to enjoy a quick dinner and R&R before the adventure begins. Being a fair distance from the port, wanted to know if I should schedule a shuttle in advance or rely on the day of finding a shuttle or Uber. Here in Canada, Uber can sometimes be an issue with few drivers for portions of the, uh, few drivers for portions of the day. Appreciate your show and how you stray a bit from the cookie cutter cruise content. Be well and happy holidays, your pal, the French Marty, the French Canadian Marty. Um, Marty, it is a little bit of a trek from Orlando to uh, to to the port. But the very very simple answer to this question is the Uber is the way to go. Uh, yeah, definitely give yourself some time. The Ubers are good. I've done it uh, without question. It's not a problem whatsoever. The Ubers are very very reliable. The Ubers are very very friendly. And considering the distance, it's not that bad. They don't bang you over the head too much. I think it's like I don't know, like 
depending upon what the traffic is, like 65, 75 bucks tops, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to jump through too many hoops. You just call the Uber the day of. Just, you know, like you said, I would give myself an extra hour for any, you know, if, if, after Uber gets a flat tire, you just call another Uber, right? I guess. So you'll be fine. No problem whatsoever. Enjoy it. All right, that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you so much for listening to the show. I feel like we're getting into a little bit of a rhythm, a little bit of a groove. Ideally, there is some more structure. There is a little bit more, dare I say, listenability to the show. Uh, if you want to, the best way you can help the show is by sharing it with someone who likes cruising and or podcasts, who likes to travel, this and that. Uh, also, the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash booked $8 a month for five extra shows a week it's a huge help and we have a lot of fun we have a lot of we have a good community over there too as well we call them the mega cones you know what i mean we also do have super cones if you want to uh join for five dollars a month you could do that you get one extra show a week a little bit more of a standard thing but my advice would be kick in the extra three bucks and go for the whole shebang because it just makes sense bang for your buck you know you get four more extra shows for three dollars that's the way i would go uh P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. Like I mentioned, join the group, the group on Facebook, Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. If you need any help booking a cruise, I can do that for you. And uh, that is at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Instagram, Always Be Booked. And YouTube, yes, we made it. So glad we made it. We're in the money. We're in the monetization for YouTube. Uh, my revenue so far has been 26 cents, but it doesn't matter because we're there. We got there, and this is the starting point for good things to happen. You guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks, cones. Boat drinks, cones.